Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight again. <laughs> and I've been kind of um, inspired these days, and I don't know what it is, but when I when I feel in tune, when I feel like there's ideas coming in, I don't know how to explain it, but it feels like I'm, I'm being fed a certain type of food, and and I'm I'm. I'm chewing on it. I'm chewing on it. So, uh, I've been thinking about something just recently and to help people kind of push a little bit towards change. There is a strong fear of the unknown. And, um, all of us need to head over to the unknown. And why I say that is because that's where change is at. And it's scary for many of us, especially if we've gone through some type of trauma the idea of change is traumatic, <laughs> you know, uh, we can't, we can't really wrap our head around the unknown. And so change becomes difficult because I don't trust what I can't see. And the unknown is something I can't see and I can't know about really until it happens. And so that is where change is at. It is, is not, it is not in what we already know. It is what we don't know yet. And so how do I get to the unknown real quick? And what happens to me that keeps me stuck where I'm at right now? So if you feel stuck, I'm going to help you out today. And it's a feeling that is very common for most of us that we feel stuck in a time, in a place, in a situation, but we're talking about the inner stuck. And so that's what we're going to facilitate today is the unstucking of this stuckness. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was, but I, I know you know what I'm, I'm trying to say, I think, I think. And so we'll just go with it. So let's, let's go ahead and unstuck ourselves and go into the unknown to make changes happen. The biggest clue and the only clue I'm going to talk about today for us to get that done, the only tool to get through this and to really get that shove forward into change has to be the stopping of justification. And what I mean by that is we use a lot of justifications to do the stuff that we continue to want to do, or a better way to say that is that we use justifications to continue to do the stuff that we're so familiar in doing. So when we practice this self-honesty and take an inventory of our life, our habits, our thinking patterns, our decision-making, we can really start looking to see what do we justify in our life. For example, very common justifications we mostly make every day is going to be on anger. We justify reacting on anger in so many ways. Now, anger, like I've said before, is not a uh, necessarily a negative feeling. It can be very much a motivator in so many great healthy ways. For example, if I am angry at a situation at work, for example, I can uh, maybe leave my job to do, go somewhere better. That's a good use of anger. But when anger does not become a healthy response would be, well, listen, it's not unhealthy 
or healthy. Anger is kind of like a, a warning sign that your body, your mind is experiencing something that you need to go and check in with. So when we go and check in with that, that's when we can do things that are healthy with anger. But when we don't go inside ourselves and our minds and check our bodies when it, when it gets, when we're starting to get heated up or check our mind when we're starting to have thoughts that are perpetuating the anger, then at that point, I'm going to react on it impulsively. And then I'm going to say shit I don't want to say, and I can't take it back. And I'm going to do shit I can't take back either. And so this whole thing becomes a mess, really messy situation. So when we look at changing this, when we look at making big, significant changes, right? I need to, for example, look at how I deal with anger. Are there situations where I justify opening my mouth and saying shit I can't take back, right? So let's say I'm, I have a husband and me and him get in a fight and all of a sudden I say something that I'm like, oh, I, I just know something about him and I, and I know that would hurt him, push his button and I say that shit. So now my mind is being very angry at this point. It's like saying, well, I have a right to be angry. He made me say this. He made me do this. And so I'm justifying. This is what we call justification for me to continue to be even angrier. And then um, I might even do something even more hurtful. Okay. And I remember that a good friend of mine was telling me about how she got in a fight with her husband or a verbal argument. And she was, she's really funny. She's really funny. She says, you know, it was like, it was like, I said this and I know I couldn't take it back, but it was like the point of no return. And I just kept on going and I just doubled down. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. She said, I just doubled down. I couldn't, I just couldn't say sorry, basically, is what she's really implying. And so she just kept on going with it and said something even worse. She couldn't take it back. So... That's what I mean about justifying behaviors. If we continue to justify thought patterns and not go in there real quick when I get heated up and I realize that I'm something's happening within me and I'm not checking my reaction, I'm not checking my thinking, then I can really stay in my same cycle and never change because I'm justifying. I have a good damn reason to be angry. I have a really good reason to talk shit. I have a really good reason, you know, and instead of like doubling down, <laughs> we could just say sorry. I sorry, I didn't mean that. I misunderstood or the other variations, um, that we could say, uh, and allow the person to respond whatever way that they need to respond to clarify, for example. But oh no, the doubling down is where it gets us in trouble. All right. So I want to make sure that we stop the justifications so we can go into the unknown and really change, you know, taking that leap, that leap of faith, that jump into not responding on the anger or not responding on the frustration. And trust me, we're all human. So we're working on this. It's a, it's a work in progress because what's going to end up happening is we could really work on, for example, communication with my husband, you know, really, really well. But then my mom starts talking to me and then that's my blind spot that I haven't worked on yet. And it, and my feelings will start uh, purging and then I will react on something. And at which point that would be something that I need to expect myself to, to respond to on the inside. I mean, with myself, not just outside and realize, oh boy, here I go again. I was about to justify talking back to my mom in some sort of way that I won't like myself for later. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop real quick because I just felt this anger that just kind of, that was kind of prompted or induced by the situation. So we're going to be very aware from here on out with, with blind spots. 
we need to check our blind spots. That means we're not going to all be at a place where we're never going to get angry. It's not about that. I mean, I'd be excited if we just got angry and didn't react on it in a negative way. Rather, used it to better ourselves, enhance our uh, responses, right? Used it appropriately for as a warning sign, perhaps. Whatever it is that we need to do with anger that could be very healthy. But it takes practice. It takes self-honesty so the justifications need to stop now look at it for example in the case of let's say i'm trying to get healthier live a healthy lifestyle maybe lose some weight Uh, i'm having medical issues and i need to lose some weight now this is the thing that we tell other people and sometimes we tell ourselves is that oh i don't like the way food that's um targeted toward lower uh, calories, lower carb. I don't like diet-like foods. I don't like those because they don't taste good. And it's uh, and then I have other justifications. Oh, it's so hard. I try it for a little bit, but it just never works. Um, I'm not going to go exercise because I don't have that kind of time. Or And I've said that myself. Or I don't have... Um, I, I can't really exercise because of my knees or medical conditions or what have you. And so again, you're trying to tell justifications instead of doing something. So it keeps you almost debilitated with all these thoughts that kind of act as barricades to making any decisions or moving forward, right? And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be where I have to think about all these things all at one time, do a keto diet, go out and buy this stuff and bring it back home and... (laughs) You know, um, get a nutritionist and, and, and it doesn't have to be all that. It could be simple decisions, right? Maybe cutting down the soda, maybe, uh, reducing the portions of my, my meals, whatever it is that we need to do, but decisions have to be, uh, done, right? But to, to do that, we also have to catch our justifications. And what I just kind of told you were all justifications that I hear often, and even things I've said myself, which keep us from making decisions. We keep, we keep us, we have so many freaking opinions about what we're about to do that it acts de- as a debilitating agent rather than an agent of change. So in another way, you might even say it as I overthink something, same idea. Okay. So watch for the justifications. Look, I just need to work out when I want to work out. And that's great. That means I will remove all the resistance, meaning the opinions that I have about when I go work out. It might just be going out to the mall and walking around that day. And that would be a workout. Maybe a workout would be, uh, you know, going to the end of the block and coming back. That could be a workout. It doesn't have to be at the gym, lifting weights, uh, running three miles, right? It doesn't have to be those opinions. It can be however you would like to do this. And eventually what's beautiful about it is that you get started and then you feel good about yourself because you're doing something towards uh, a healthier lifestyle. So it automatically makes you like yourself more. And I love anything that gets you your relationship right with you. So catch those justifications, friends. It's those things that keep you away from making changes, making decisions, making uh, steps forward. It's the stuff that gets us stuck on. And I'm telling you, I must have learned how to catch justifications because I, working as a sex offender therapist for a while, it it was a lot of justifications for... (laughs) 
criminal acts, uh, right? And so it taught me to, as part of treatment, to catch the justifications. So this way people can really start confronting their own negative thinking patterns to make changes and to not make those criminal decisions in the future where, where you can victimize another person because of your justifications, right? Uh, so justifications become so important, so important in preventing a really big crime, a crime that you definitely cannot take back and you'll hurt people with it, right? For life, for a lifetime. So we can definitely take this as a sign. It helped me realize that justifications not only can make us commit crimes, but it will not, will not help us make changes when we feel stuck because we can, we get ourselves stuck mentally from that overthinking, that too many opinions, that too many justifications, that too many reasons why we can't do something or too many reasons why we need to do something, right? And think about this in every aspect of your life. If you're honest, you'll find that if you're stuck in, in a situation in your life, whether it's your love life or it's at, in the work area, in your education area, in your reaction or interaction with children, your children, any area in your life, if you feel stuck, it is probably because number one, you're not making any decisions because you're, you continue to justify whatever that's, whatever you're using as justifications to keep you there. I hope that makes sense. It is so important. Notice I didn't just kind of set justifications and, and just skim through it. I'm making a whole episode on justifications because we do it so often that it's shit. It's part of every pathology I can think of. Any, every personality disorder, every access one disorder. I mean, I'm thinking it is, um, a part of our daily interactions. And if we can just focus on justifications that we use all day long, then we'll be really, uh, we'll start moving. We'll start moving and we'll start making decisions. And you'll notice that you'll feel better because you finally made a decision about something. So we can even start making justifications, unfortunately, about why we're with someone or why we need to stay with someone when maybe it's an unhealthy situation. Check your justifications. What keeps you in that situation? What keeps you not moving forward? If it's finances, if it's the worst case scenario in your mind, admit it. I might think it's the worst case scenario if I leave my husband or my wife because I will not be able to um, pay off certain things or will not be able to take care of my children uh, you know, more effectively or whatever the case is, but at least expose it to yourself so you know why you're still there rather than tell yourself lies about why you still need to be there. Well, maybe I can love this person one day. Maybe it's not that bad, but your soul, your spirit knows that you're lying. So expose it to yourself. If I'm sitting there for finance, financial reasons, cool. I'll like myself for it because I know exactly why I'm there. I don't have to fuck with my own mind. And trust me, that fuckery gets us in a lot of trouble. It gets people to really tell themselves lies that they, that they're living and they know it's a lie. And it's the worst feeling. I can see that person when they come into session, it's just the worst feeling. And all I got to do with this person is expose those lies to them so they can, it's, it's all right. And with it, and I don't have no judgment about it, but at least when they say it out loud to themselves, they're like, Oh, I can put my finger on it. It makes, it brings about a feeling of relief. I promise. So put your finger on it. 
what justification do you use? What lies you might you tell yourself to get you to stay in a situation uh, that is not worth it anymore for you? I promise you will really feel a lot of relief when you just say it to yourself. Yes, I'm in this situation because blah, blah, blah. Or I don't like, I don't go to school or I don't finish school because maybe I'm not interested in school. Like that's a common thing for people. Like, oh, I think I, I got to go to college, but they're, they're telling me so many justifications why they're not going. For example, well, you know, I go for a little bit, but then life comes up and I, I throw it, I just, I just throw it away. I don't want to, I just, I'm terrible because I'm, I'm not a good student, but I, but they still want to go back to school, right? They still want to go back to school. A lot of the times, if I just kind of get them to think about it a little bit more, maybe, you know, quickly say, you know, maybe you don't want to go to school after they work through their defenses, because at first they're defensive when I tell them, you know, maybe there's another option out there for you. They're like, no, it has to be school. But when we go into it a little further, I find out most of the times that maybe it is something they grew up with. Their parents told them, you know, that's the best and only route to go to is to get an education. And a lot of the times they even pick the majors or the area of study that their parents would want them to have. And they think that would make them happy. And they wonder why it's not working. <laughs> it's they're miserable and they don't finish the degree or they, fin- they don't finish the certificate or have you. And, um, yeah, that's what's happening. You guys quit the justifications. Let's start confronting those areas of our life that we need to, a big shove forward. What's keeping us there? Really ask that question honestly. And when your stomach starts to feel like it's sick, <laughs> trying to come up with an answer, you're getting closer to the truth. Beautiful. Come closer. Get sicker. (laughs) It should feel nauseating because that's what you're trying to cover up with your lies is that truth of why you're not moving forward with something. What's the worst that can happen if you say, hey, you know what? I don't like school. Never liked it. I don't like studying. All it will do is get you to move forward towards something you do like and that you will make decisions about, right? That's what, that's what's beautiful about recognizing those justifications and being honest with yourself is that it will make you move forward into other decisions you'd like to make. Maybe you would like to start your own business. Maybe you would like to work in a certain area where it doesn't require a lot of schooling and you could just get a certificate in it and you would love doing it. Why does it have to fit in a certain box? Ask yourself, why, what, where do my expectations come from or my little rules that I'm making come from? Because in there lies a lot of the justifications for you not to move forward or come up with answers that you might need in your life. So let's all get started on this. Look at those areas in your life. I can't stress that enough. You know, it's, um, it helps when a therapist is there because basically that's the primary reason why I, you come to a therapist. You want to know kind of what's going on with you. And a therapist, most of the time acts as a mirror. They kind of pull out what you're saying and have you look at it. Different perspectives help you look at the justifications, if you're open enough to admit once they are pointed out to you, if you're open enough to admit it, you'll start making changes quickly. But I find that when a person resists the reasons why they continue to justify staying stuck and they're not ready to hear it, they will not change. They will have difficulty changing and that person will not find what they want from therapy. 
So if you even have gone to a therapist and you think, why didn't it work, right? It could be for so many reasons, but I'm saying we have to just assess if I was open enough to receive the feedback or did I kind of shut it down because it would have been a hard decision to make or look at. The human brain has such a hard time delivering the truth to us sometimes. We have to ask it in a certain way. You have to even command it. But this has to be done through inner work, meaning I become more self-aware of my own thinking. I think about what I'm thinking, how I talk to myself, about myself, about my life. All of that is what creates your reality, your world. And so if you check out from your own mind and you're just reactive all day long, it feels like you're stuck. It feels like you're helpless to your own thoughts, your own feelings, even your own life. And that never feels good, you guys. That is practically what every disorder is based on, this helplessness. And when we can cure it by being honest with ourselves, by stopping the justifications, recognizing them first and then stopping them, interrupting them, whatever it is you want to do with them, then, oh boy, oh boy, we will feel more empowered and finally get moving <laughs> wherever it is you want to go. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I love you guys. I hope you guys are doing well wherever you're at. I'm sending you love and light. And reality is whatever you think it is. And whatever you think can change. So change your reality. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.